This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You got a revival. Like, what was the yeah. deciding factor? Like, what was the comment you made? All suffocating. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> I feel like I was being buried alive. My moisturizer. My moisturizer. Yeah, Me and Kevin sat down and I was just like, weirdly enough, like, I think the texture is going to be the thing that we're going to have to hammer. But like, guys, we are simple. It feels good. Like you put it on, you're like, it feels, feels good. good. It refreshes me. Whether you're seeing these massively impactful results or not, that connection to feeling better every day when you do something is like so awesome. Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Cindy Litwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Thank you for pressing play as always. I know there's a lot of places you can be with your time or a lot of different podcasts that you can listen to, but I'm always grateful that you chose mine. Um, Today, we have a very fun duo on the podcast. We have the boys behind the very popular up and coming brand Pretty Boy. So if you're not familiar with Pretty Boy, if you have a boyfriend, dad, uncle, friend, anyone that is interested in skincare or needs to be interested in skincare, like, you know what I mean? They need a little extra help. Highly recommend you giving them Pretty Boy. Nick, (laughs) just to give you some context, Nick didn't wear any lotion for now 30 years. Didn't like it. I tried to force him into wearing face lotion just so I could get him to wear some sunscreen. I tried to get him to put some body lotion on and the man will not do it unless he is fully like peeling off, even then it's hard for me to get him to wear lotion or any type of lotion. And then I sort of got him into wearing skincare a little bit. I started giving him some of my lotions and then he was not into it at all because he didn't like the thickness of it. He didn't like more than one step. He's kind of a pain in the butt. So the backstory behind the guests that we have on, Nick actually went to high school with one of the co-founders of Pretty Boy. Um, His name is Kevin Niehoff. And then his co-founder, Ben Faze, who was also his best friend in college, and they were roommates. They created this company together, and it's been around for a couple of years now. So they're fairly new in the space, but they are definitely a force, especially in a space that is not very saturated in the men's skincare market. I mean, there are billions of products for women, but not so many for men. And usually the products that you see for men are like a shampoo with a conditioner, with a body wash, with a face wash, all in one and lotion, like ridiculous how many combinations of one product men get to use. I digress on that, but these two are awesome. I love sitting down with them. And I also had Nick join on the conversation because he's good friends with Kevin. And I just thought it would be a fun pretty boy chat um, with all three of them. So we get into a lot today from skincare routines, Kevin and Ben's own struggles with their skin. Kevin had a problem with a skin condition that he had to find a fix for. He he went to many doctor's appointments and, and tried a bunch of different skincare products that his girlfriend would give him or his mom and just couldn't find anything until he went to a dermatologist and started seeing what was missing in the market. Ben had his own uh, problems with skincare as well. He had some acne growing up and all of them played football. So the, if you think about the long games and the practices, sweating on each other, wearing a thick helmet and a mouth guard and just sweat on top of sweat. 
I would imagine that would lead to some acne and skin stuff. So we're going to talk through a lot of skin stuff today, obviously, but I love how easy this conversation was for us to have. It was just like a mix of everything from entrepreneurship to business. They started a company together as friends. They wanted to do something together, which I find really inspiring and really cool to see. I love to see the behind the scenes of companies that are successful and that are trying to connect and help their consumer, which I believe that they are. And I only like to bring people on this podcast or brands on this podcast that I believe in. And after seeing Nick actually wear, actually wears now every single day, he puts lotion on twice a day. He puts the pretty boy on and he looks phenomenal, guys. It's one of those things where I just kind of let it go. And then luckily, pretty boy found him. Kevin sent him some stuff and he's now he wears it. So in a roundabout way, we got him to wear it. So yeah, we're going to talk through their whole origin story, what they're all about. And I just love a lot of the topics that we kind of go through today, whether that's just like us shooting the shit, us talking about skincare or us talking about connection and having these really open conversations like we get to on the podcast. So I think this one's super special and I hope that you enjoy it. Share with a friend, family, maybe one of your guy friends or someone that you are flirting with right now. Maybe send it to them. Shoot your shot. Um, My something to share today, like I said, I mentioned that we kind of talk through this idea of connection and both of the boys asked me as a podcaster and as doing podcasts they've noticed from being on podcasts quite a bit that there is this deeper connection that you can make in a podcast which I completely agree with and I that's one of the things that really draws me to podcasting and it's one of the things that connected me to podcasts from the beginning when I was just a listener and trying to get as much information as I can, listening to every single podcast of the people that I enjoyed and going from hearing an interview with someone I liked and then going to listening to like all eight interviews that same person did just because I would get so obsessed. But there is something missing in the world today or just in everyday life where we don't really connect. It's hard to find those bubbles and those spaces to really, really connect more than just talking about what you're doing over the weekend or what's new in your life or what you eight in the day or whatever it is that that deeper connection that flow of conversation is kind of hard to come by and I think with how busy everyone is and I'm not going to blame it on social media fully but just the guardedness that we all have I it's been layered with a bunch of stuff but it's hard to find those moments where you're just in flow and conversation everyone is open to what everyone's saying there's no like should I say this should I not say this should I bring this up should I ask this question it's just like an open space and open forum for you to really connect I really appreciate and that's why I feel so lucky and grateful to be able to do what I do and produce these episodes so it's not only for you guys listening it's almost 90% for me and just feeling that connection and that openness with other people because That is what ultimately I think is most important in life is connection and seeing past the surface of people. I just am a deep girl and I like to get, you know, underneath and figure people out. But I love that podcasting is the space that lends to that. So I think my thing to share today is to find your moments where you can connect. Give yourself time with your friends or family to really connect, ask crazy questions, ask deeper questions, create a space where you guys can be open and not react to, I don't know, what's going on on the news or anything like that people tend to butt heads on. Try to create an open space. Maybe you're just like 
hey, we're going to say whatever we need to right now. We're just going to we're going to hash it out. Or maybe you just give yourself space. You put your phone away and you ask some deeper questions that you wouldn't ask every single day. I think I started looking for this more, especially after going on The Bachelor. And I know a lot of people say this from coming off the show, but you are literally in a bubble while you're there. I think the best part, honestly, for me was not so much being on TV and traveling. It was that connection that you made with the girls in the house or even the producers or just like the people that work on the show because you are literally in a bubble you can't have your phone you have nothing else to really worry about you're not worrying about your social media posts your email or whatever your phone is getting you to bring your attention away from something I just loved that period of time where I was able to really be in that bubble so when I got off the show immediately my, I mean, my parents can attest to this. I went to them and I was like, hey, let's have dinner and have no one's phones out. Let's put away. Let's turn the TV off and let's just ask each other some more interesting questions. And my parents were like, who are you and what did you do with our child? But I was like, no, I, I've seen this other side of how you can communicate with people. And I really loved that. And I would love to be able to, to do that more in my life now that I'm off the show, now that the bubble has popped. Um, Because I I feel like you can find ways to do that, whether that's with a group of friends that you trust or family or even your coworkers or whatever it is, just that space where you're like, you have my undivided attention for the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes. We're just going to sit and talk. I just think we forget that sometimes and we lose that beauty of just conversation and connecting. So find ways or moments in your life when you can do that because it is so, so special and you can just learn so much about people. And I think at the end of the day, that helps us just understand. That's my something to share. Please enjoy this episode with the boys of Pretty Boy, Kevin and Ben. They are awesome. I will link all of their products and their site so you guys can go check them out. Also go check out their Instagram. Their social media is nuts and i have seen a lot of things on social media they are really good at branding and they're very new so go check them out if you're into that sort of thing or if you have your own business definitely someone to get ideas from before you go like i always say please leave a five-star review because that would mean the world to me and would really help me a lot and share this one with someone you care about without further ado guys here is kevin ben and my fiance nick Welcome to the podcast, pretty boys, all of you. I'm here with three boys. This is like a girl's dream. Three pretty boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're also very successful businessmen. Last, uh, yesterday, menage a trois. So we had a little French <laughs> lesson in our group chat with him and Loftus yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> For those of you guys that don't know who any of these voices are, can you guys give me a little recap of one, who pretty boy is, and two, how you all know each other? Sure. Um, and I'm sure we'll dive into more but my name's Kevin Neoff, um, one of the co-founders of Pretty Boy, which is a men's skincare brand. Um, and then how we know each other. So Nick and I, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what we say today. Um, grew up together, went to high school together, a um, couple years older, but kind of showed me the ropes uh, when I was uh, 
a freshman coming into into high school, so didn't treat me too bad. No wedgies or anything. No, he was bigger than me, so <laughs> wouldn't have worked out too well. He's a little bit taller. Roll, rolls might have reversed. Kevin's pulling off the beanpole look again in his life, so we'll see. <laughs> there you go. That's in right now. Um, but yeah, I'm Ben. I'm uh, I'm Kevin's less uh, less good looking half of the pretty boy dream team over here. Um, but we met in college freshman year, uh, kind of instantaneously became best friends. Um, used to talk about starting something together, you know, every night back in the dorms, back in back in our apartments and stuff. So when we moved out to California together, it kind of became a, a real thing. And I'm sure, like he said, we'll dive into the pretty boy story, but it's been fun doing it with a friend. And this is my first time meeting Nick. So this is cool as well. It's, it's yeah. fun to see the circle come together. Yeah, for sure, man. It's nice to meet you finally. Face to face, kind of. <laughs> kind of. I know. We're still in this virtual. Yeah. We're all going to be fast best friends. I can feel it. Yeah, I feel it. Come on. Um, I also just want to point out the fact that there are two Midwest boys living in L.A. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, I, we're still trying to figure it out, I think. But no, I mean, way started, Ben, i got to give him a lot of credit, got me a job out of college because he graduated a semester early. And um, I, I ended up moving somewhere else for a year and then decided to follow him out to California. So both of our initial jobs out of college took us out to L.A., um, got out of the Midwest bubble for a minute, you know, chasing the I want to say I don't know if it's the Cali dream, but, you know, wanted to get out and, you know, get somewhere warm. And uh, it's been fun. It is. It's, it's interesting to know that you asked that. I mean, out in L.A. Wait, where do you guys live again? Remind me. Uh, we're in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay, cool. Still up in Mason, didn't go for it. If you've ever been out there, then you know how it is. And I mean, one of the best parts about being from the Midwest that I've always said, and I think is so evident, no matter when you're in the Midwest or when you leave, is just that people are nice and people are like very different. Um, So when we moved out here, it's kind of funny. Like one of what I say is one of the biggest compliments that I can get or I have gotten when we're out is when someone immediately within a couple minutes or seconds of talking, you goes, you're not from here, are you? And they can always (laughs) pinpoint the Midwest people, I think. Hopefully that stereotype of us being, you know, approachable, outgoing, nice does, does live through most of the time. But it is interesting when you come from that part of the country out here and see kind of how different things can be, but it's been a very fun experience. Been out here six years now. Oh, wow. That's right. a long time. Wild. Made it. Wild. Yeah. Don't lose that, that vibe. I need to get a better word for vibe. I just use it all the time. We ended up moving out to stop the, now. <laughs> we moved out to LA and then we really only hang out with like Midwest and Ohio. Yeah. We all kind of just find each other and congregate. So you find your the, transplants. The, the oh, yeah, people awesome. that we know from here are just like, why is there so many people from Ohio out here? Like, <laughs> why are you only friends with Ohio? It's, I yeah. don't blame you guys. When it comes to winter, I, I'll join. Yeah, it's <laughs> love to have you guys. All right. Well, let's get into a little bit more about both of you. First, we'll start with our initial segment that I ask of everyone. So, Nick, if you want to jump in and share as well, feel free. But I the- just had to do this the other day. So <laughs> I'm fresh out of ideas. It's a little show and tell. So the first one is to share an object. So each of you can do this either together because you guys don't you live together? I you recently do? moved in with my girlfriend, which is kind okay. of part of my side desk table. Ah. Perfect. I love it. I was going to say, are you guys in just in different rooms right now? Makes sense. Okay. So if you want to share an object either from your nightstand, something that might be surprising or something with interesting backstory. So any take on that that each of you have? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, we used to we used to live together, um, which was awesome. It would be funny just when my internet would go out. We talked about technical difficulties before and I would just run into Ben's room um, and get on the same call, which was awesome. But yeah, for my nightstand, um, so I did recently just move in with my girlfriend, which has been great. Um, could use some 
advice if you guys would like to offer since I'm new to it. But like the newest thing for me, which is funny, <laughs> it's a, it's an eye mask. Um, never had one of those before. Um, but the way, you know, that kind of popped up is my girlfriend loves to fall asleep on the couch and then get into bed and then it's wide awake and I'll go into bed and we'll be dead tired and she has to watch TV and I'm not trying to stay up until 1am where she falls asleep before me. So the, the eye mask has been a, a savior when I get into bed and can actually get a good night rest, which is important, especially when we're trying to build a company. Yeah, I would say sleep is the hardest transition for um, a couple moving in together. I don't think we even, I mean, we have figured it out, but we're a completely different schedule. (laughs) (laughs) He just is a really heavy sleeper, so it works out. And I'm just loud at all times of the day. Still manages to wake me up. I run into things, I drop things. It's just a special skill that I have, but. Yeah, I don't think it ever really gets better. But it doesn't. It actually has gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> now, not that I can speak from experience, at least in quite so many years, but one thing that I have found to be a big thing, and I'm curious for both of you guys, is the king bed. I think the king bed makes a massive difference and just to live your own life and have your own space regardless. I also happen to be like five, eight and a half soaking wet. So I have no justification to own a king bed, um, but it's been a revolutionary thing for me and one I'll never give up. And I know in the couple sphere, I feel like that could play a decent nope. role. She, she, she just keeps Don't, moving over. Just keep moving. No, that's what I said. I was like, <laughs> every time you complain, I'm like, well, we could just get a king bed and we'll uh, have this problem. Yeah. Or it was like, when you, we get a king bed, you're going to miss me because I'll be so far away. So I uh, think that's a great get a lot solution. Yeah, Very good money. So. <laughs> Perfect. Um, ben, do you have an object to share? Yeah, I do. Um, what's funny, I did forget it. So sorry, I jumped off the screen after you did give us the heads up on that. But I brought them over because um, they, they both play into each other. So the first object Um, And this will give you a little personality background, and then it'll kind of show you what Kevin and I's relationship is like. This was a part of Kevin's birthday gift to me, I think, three years ago, two and a half years ago. And this was like in the process of when we were starting this. Um, Very high energy individual, kind of poster child for ADD, as you can probably already tell from this podcast. Um, But so he gave me this as part of a record collection that was really cool. Um, And another thing I've been doing recently is I got I finally started getting into a little bit of journaling. Um, so that's been very interesting. Uh, have a ton of thoughts all the time and it's nice to just be able to have one place with some prompts to kind of put them down. Uh, so I got like a, a year long journey for guys that's been really interesting so far. So kind of going to stick with that and see where it goes. It's called a year long journey for guys. No, it's called the 365 journal for men, but hmm. it's better to say a year long. journey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Well, you're marketing it right yes, there. I know. Right. I'm going to You see. I'll- other people journal too. No, I listen, <laughs> don't get me wrong. All right. I can journal with the best of them, but <laughs> every night I'm like doodling in my little five minute journal. It's like, look at you journaling. Away. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been interesting, but like I said, the two go hand in hand together. So I've got to find ways to shut down, shut down the brain, shut down at night. So those have been two that every now and then I pull out the chill pill when I'm getting pissed at Kevin over something he said to me in the day. And then I go at night and journal about it uh, to make myself fall asleep. It's it's worked for a lot of people, so <laughs> I guess don't bash until you try it. Exactly. Is the chill pill just a physical representation of where you're at in the moment, or what is that? Exactly? No, it's a stress. It's a stress ball. Ah, it like okay. acts as a legitimate. Uh, I yeah, see. I see. Makes sense. Perfect. Um, last question on that. Anything that's been on your heart or mind lately for each of you individually that you want to share? Nick, you can as well. What? You can as well if you want. I already shared mine on Sunday, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can kick things off, Nick. Maybe something will come up. You don't know. Yeah, kick oh, things off, Nick. Yeah, I can go. Um, I think what's really interesting, like, as we 
go through this. Um, and it's something that's come up in my personal life a lot, uh, as of late is like this concept of impact versus intent. And so the things that you say, the things that you do, um, how those can be perceived by other people versus what your intent is. And I think that there's a big designation to be drawn between the two, which is some of us do things, you know, inconspicuously or do things without thinking that to us might not have a big impact on others. We might've not intended them to do that or to be that a certain way. Um, but the way that people perceive the things that you do. And I think that that's even something that for us, it's been playing into my life, both in a personal way of making sure that my actions meet or my actions and my behaviors match, like what I want my character to be perceived as, um, how I want others to interact with me, the things I say and whatnot. Um, but then beyond that is for a business is like, as we're going through this whole marketing journey and figuring out how to make things, you know, the right way and what we want people to feel when they see something, when they read something, when they hear something is really make sure that you're being very intentional with those, knowing what your intent is, but also knowing the impact that whatever we do could have to somebody else could have to our business could have in any kind of realm of that area. And so I think that's something that has been interesting. So it's kind of funny you asked that question because it literally just came up today again. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably where I'd go with that. That's a very conscious answer that you just gave me. Yeah, it's like nice to have that in the back of your mind. Yeah. Because no, it can be very scary when you have the opposite impact of what you thought was being portrayed. It happens to me often where I'm like, that's not what I meant at all. But now I'm crying because she took it differently. But I so, think and yeah. I, I do think it's a two way road or two way road like that. I, I would hope that the people in my life or the people that we communicate with. And I think that's what's so important about the way that we're setting up this business is that they understand what we're going for. Um, and we can get into it later. There's been some interesting PR kind of publications or things that we've done um, that I think it's very interesting to see how people might initially perceive what we're doing. And then when you talk to us, when you read what we're doing, when you hear about what the real mission behind the company is and all that stuff, you start to understand that it's a lot different than what people think. And that was one of the things from the beginning is like, get away from the classically masculine branded companies and start doing something in a more modern lens that's more on a characteristic of a person versus um, a predefined notion or the definition of something. So I do think it's a two-way road and your friend that's crying over something needs to understand that you <laughs> yeah. need to do that to her and, and vice versa. I think that's like one of the biggest things too, like that Ben and I have just, I think even just learned like since starting this, just because we're together all the time, you know, people use, we're, we're together, but not together. Um, and just open communication, just even just for founders, like there's been some, me and him just want, you know, we know this is going to work, but you know, we're so, I guess, high strung to, you know, be perfect all the time that, you know, I think it, we've both really grown in just like the communication skills and just always talking about stuff. Cause there's been, you know, especially times in the beginning where we think one person means this or means that, and that definitely impact you hear about founders fighting all the time. And thankfully Ben and I, and don't anticipate haven't really gotten in like any crazy arguments or anything. But I think a big part of that was just learning to, to communicate. Honestly, it helped me move in. Like when I finally got a girlfriend, um, mm -hmm. I think it made things a little bit easier just saying what's on your mind and having open communication. So it's been good. Yeah. It's good life lessons. Mm -hmm. Are you guys very similar with how you interact or how your personalities are? Are you like complete opposite? No, I mean, I, I think like some of the things we said, and it's kind of into like maybe what you look for, like, or like advice, but like, I'd say we're very, we're very different, but have very similar interests and approach things a, a lot differently. But um, it's, it, yeah, like we, we both have different, I guess, mindsets of, you, you know, you think maybe like creative, strategic, but there's definitely a good blend. 
but it's funny how, you know, we just approach things so differently to get to the same answer sometimes. I don't know, Ben, I'd be curious. I mean, I think we're complete fucking opposites, but, <laughs> but, but he's like, actually, no, to Kevin's point, what it is, is we have very similar interests. We have enough of a similar upbringing. We have a very similar way of the way that we look at bigger picture things. And then I think as you get down into the more of the minute things is like, as he alluded to, I mean, we're both like, I think we're both very strategic in different ways. Kevin's like a very creative person, very visual person. I'm kind of trend more on like the analytical side. And so then you can see how those can crash at times or clash at times. Um, and to backtrack to what he said is like one of the funniest things, and it just happened on Friday, and this is how things seem to always go with us, um, is we will literally talk for like an hour, hour and a half about something. And then at the end, it's like, Huh. Seems like another instance where we got like full circle and we're saying the exact same thing, but we just like couldn't get each other to understand it in plans that we needed to get them to understand it to kind of make progress. And so, yeah, it's interesting um, to see, but I, very similar, but yes, I think when it comes down to a lot of things, like we are very different people. And I think that's what makes this have a chance at working and a better, better or a higher than likely chance of being very successful, hopefully. So, yeah, so far it looks like it has anything you want to share before I move on. Um, yeah, I mean, I can jump in. Okay. Um, this has been on your heart. Man. Come on. We're yeah. open. I'm getting all vulnerable. Oh, open guys. it up. Oh, come on. Tell us if you I, 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 or not. <laughs> I, no, I actually wasn't selling anything tonight. So, yeah. Well, we're eating uh, ramen noodles again. But, uh, um, not necessarily something that's on my heart, but something on my mind. I've recently made like a conscience conscious effort uh to like try to take more interest in some of sydney's passions so like podcasting for for instance like uh getting this like room set up so it's more comfortable for her and it seems a little bit more professional when she's on with people or just like joining in on like the podcast itself i've actually found through doing it more and more uh that i enjoy it like i like jumping on and like either talking shit to her or like BSing with Kevin. And like, I don't know. It's like a, it's a form of therapy for me almost at this point. Like I have to do it for work a lot, like be on camera and doing like product demonstrations and talking with people and holding sales meetings and whatnot. And it's just not as enjoyable. Um, and I think that's what put, it was kind of a put off for me initially when she started asking, cause I'm like, I do this all the time. I don't want to do this when I come home. But like the more and more that I've done it, um, the more I've I've enjoyed it. And I think we're starting to finally find something that we can both really enjoy together outside of, you know, the obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, taking the mic away from (laughs) it. It's it's going to get edited out. I mean, I got a question. Um, I got a question on that because I've always wondered this. So you said it's a type of therapy um, and I can see that. So why do you think it is? And maybe this is more for Sid since you're like professional podcaster of the four of us, you know, buffoons. Um, why is it that when you're in this format, you're so much more comfortable asking certain questions that at least I feel don't come up in natural conversations as frequently with your friends? And I, I have a reason I'm asking this that we could go into if we want, but I want to hear your kind of why do you think that is? Because I agree it is a form of therapy and you get to say things you don't normally say and you feel more comfortable saying them um, in these settings. 
Yeah, it's interesting that because the setting is already created, it's just it's that open floor and you have that long form of speaking. It's not this like quick little meeting that we're having or a quick video that we're filming. It's this open ended long form. We could talk for two hours or we could talk for 30 minutes. And I'm just going to bring it back to, for example, I was on The Bachelor. We would go into this little room, we would do ITMs, and you would just be talking to the producer and they'd be asking you all these questions and you would just midway through just start like bawling, crying and be so open. I think it's this environment, this like little bubble it creates. I don't know. It's like this nice little world that, yeah, I feel like it's therapy too, which is why I've kept doing it for so long when all the mishaps happen and all of the ups and downs of the actual technical sides of thing, which can get things to be really difficult. But I keep coming back for that like connection feeling that you only seem to get these days in these really long form conversations. Yeah, it's interesting. The reason that came up was on another podcast I was listening to at some point, they kind of brought that topic up, which is like a a good habit for friends is like, Mm -hmm. go and like find a friend who once a week you sit down for an hour and you actually do put your phone out to record the conversation. So there's some accountability of what you're talking about. Yeah. But that like, go and have a real conversation. I think that's another thing going back to like, what's been on hearts and minds recently is like, just the concept of communicating and really getting into it with people. Like there's so much surface level stuff that happens all the time. And Kevin knows how I feel about this, like that I think it's really important for us as a company. And he agrees, obviously, like to be very vulnerable, to be like really push people to humanize ourselves, humanize the people we work with. Like everyone's kind of sick of like the BS that just gets pushed at you all the time, even surface level conversations. And so I think there's a real avenue for that complete transparency, vulnerability, and like really getting into the meat of certain things. And it seems podcasts do that so well. It's interesting. That it doesn't happen in just natural hangouts. You know, not that every hangout should be that intense, but yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. Cause some, it removes that surface level or that like, how, how was your weekend? Yeah. Cause you can't talk about that. Other people are listening to that. They don't want to hear that. So yeah, right. that's the other element of it. Too. I was just going to say, it also like helps just, I think just in general, like break barriers, move things forward. Like I feel like sometimes we've gotten away from being able to have some of these conversations or even tough conversations. Like I know just like things that were on my mind, like sometimes even when you just look in the media, I mean, you guys, you know, we're from Ohio, you guys live there now I'm coming out to LA. Like it obviously is very different. And Sometimes you look at like the media and just a lot that's going on in the world and, you know, fueling like this divisiveness and not, you know, being able to always just talk about things that might be tough to talk about that would be good to move things forward. Um, I think, you know, these kind of conversations really do help and wish we would kind of get back to this more than what we're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like, for me personally, the podcast that I really, really enjoy listening to, like on a consistent basis, all surround like every single episode that this, like, whether it's a group of people or just a single person that I listen to, they all have the same thing in common. Like it's a conversation. Yeah. Like they're not, there's no agenda. Mm -hmm. They're not like, so next I want to talk about this. It's just like, if it, if you get to it, you get to it. If not, maybe they'll come back on the podcast and you can dig, dig a little bit deeper. But the majority of the ones that I listen to are, it's just a conversation. Like, and that's what, for me personally, that's what I want to listen to. Like, I don't care if there's an agenda. Mm -hmm. I don't care to talk about politics. If it goes there, it goes there. But at the end of the day, I just want to listen to two people who I enjoy listening to, enjoy listening to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, let's talk a little bit, though, about Pretty Boy, because I do want to hear about how you guys created this brand. And I know you guys are both entrepreneurial spirits, and you went back and forth on a bunch of different ideas. 
Why did you land on skincare? Of all of the ideas you were throwing at each other, why was Pretty Boy the yeah. one that stuck? Well, I, I think like the, the biggest thing, and like Ben said, you know, we, we met in college and hit it off right away. And we were the kids freshman year was talking about, you know, throwing ideas out. How, how do we start something? So we knew, you know, there's no other person I'd be doing this with besides him. We've we known that since fresh, freshman year and it definitely wouldn't be anywhere near it is without him. And I know he would say the same thing about me. And I, you know, when thinking about the different million ideas we wanted to start we kind of look back as most entrepreneurs do or like what problems in our life do we face that we could fix and a big thing was we both dealt with our own skin issues um we both had our own skincare journeys that we struggled with struggled with you know the confidence and having to deal with it. and you know both of us can grow up with skincare uh, our big skincare routine and um it wasn't until we started facing these issues on how to deal with the skincare issues that we felt that, you know, this may, this might have some legs. You know, you look at a lot of the skincare brands that are out there for women. Um, there's not that many for men. Right. And when you look back at, you know, the quality that we needed for our skincare issues, um, bringing those to the dermatologist, there wasn't anything that we could actually use to, you know, kind of service those issues. So two years ago, we went down this journey is how do we build this brand that could really speak to us as individuals. Um, this kind of active male, active lifestyle or Nike of skincare that, you know, we're kind of taking on and um, we're both very active and, you know, wanted a brand that really represented us, put it in a medium that men understand like health, wellness and sport, but also had that quality um, that our dermatologists were recommending that we could use for our own skin issues. But not only that, you know, I think men and women are very different with um, both of us, you know, want to look good all the time. You know, men are definitely diving into skincare, but both of us approach skincare very differently and actually building a brand and products that men actually want to use. Um, you know, women like having that longer routine Men like simplicity, you know, Nick was hilarious when I first brought him pretty boy and, you know, some of the things that he liked on it, like texture and some of the comments he was making big texture guy, big texture guy. <laughs> um so being very intentional with just even how he built the product um so i mean I'm, I'm sure ben has some comments as well but you know that was a the big thing was that we just dealt with these issues um growing up and you know kind of had confidence issues with and really wanted to bring a brand that um can really help men you know be the best versions of themselves starting with their skin no i i agree i think it's kind of funny the texture thing is like we fall into this trap so frequently now. And I actually just had a very close friend of mine who's, you know, in the same kind of entrepreneurial community. And he was saying like, be careful that you don't tell us as consumers too much. Like you guys now all know so much, like Kevin and I now know infinitely more about this concept than we ever could have dreamed of. Um, and still don't know enough. Like there's still plenty of people, but like, it's crazy now what we know, but then to someone like Nick, it's like, holy shit, like guys are still no matter, like, we don't want to be branded to like a bunch of cavemen anymore. Like we want this fun lifestyle approach, to these things, but like at the end of the day, like we really still don't know about a lot of this stuff. And so that was one thing that we realized really early on was like, here we are, we're hammering a bunch of different stuff about ingredients. And we'll get into why those are so important. Maybe Sid, you know about ingredients and how certain ones are so important, but a lot of guys don't. And a lot of guys don't know about how some of this stuff works and what people are recommending, like from a product consolidation standpoint, it's like, all they really care about is, okay, it feels good. So there's your texture. Um, it makes me feel better about myself. And I saw an improvement, but that improvement might be an emotional improvement. And so I think that's the other thing that for us came into this when like to piggyback off what Kevin said, which I agree with everything he said. The only other things would be 
we've always wanted to start a company for reasons that were tied to outside of whatever problem we were facing. So this one was a problem we'd encountered in both of our lives. It made sense. We needed it at the time. Kevin was having some serious like eczema issues. It, it made it very much more prevalent at the time. Um, but I also say like at times like skincare for us was also sort of our Trojan horse way into creating the brand and the company and the impact of the community that both of us have always been very passionate about. And so it allows us to play off of things again, like the emotional connection to confidence that he spoke about. It allows for us to do that whole lifestyle, health and wellness and sport route where we can help influence people to be healthier, not just with their skin, but their body, their mind, you know, their diet, stuff like that. And so it really gave us an opportunity to like live out a ton of different dreams that we had had through an area where there was such a clear gap in what the market was offering to guys who were just like us who just wanted to feel better, look a little better, take slightly better care of their skin and, and kind of do that. So it's, it's definitely been cool to see that come to fruition. Yeah. The skincare industry definitely is pretty overwhelming, especially when you look at the female aisle. Like I'm overwhelmed even. <laughs> I'm using all these products and I'm like, is this working? And the thing that makes me really jealous about guys and even this product is that you guys usually are served an item that does 20 different things where we have to have 20 different items to do one thing. That pisses me off. So I like that you have continued that on. One, my question is, why do you think men are so resistant to skincare? And you seem to have grasped how to get them to start using it. So why do you think they're resistant to it? And why is pretty boy like why? Like he accepted it immediately and put it on now like loves it. Like, why is that that he's just like ready to go? I think there's a, a few reasons. Um, one, obviously, like Nick grew up in Ohio. Kevin and I grew up in Ohio. The name is pretty boy. Like, let's all be real here. We know what pretty boy meant 20 years ago in Ohio. Like there's a lot of people that if you were trying to take better care of yourself in certain pockets of the country, they would immediately make an assumption that you were gay or make a comment about something like that. Like that was a, a big role. A lot of it also mm -hmm. came down to like, it was always associated with females. The brands were all for females. You know, if you would see L'Oreal or Olay, it's like, well, that's a female brand. Like, I don't really see that. Um, yeah. I think a lot of guys, we are just by nature reactionary um, instead of preventative. So it's like, give a guy a problem. He's going to want to go and fix it. Tell a guy that there's a way he could prevent the problem. He's like, ah, I don't have time for that. Like I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, and so again, from the age demographic, uh, you see a lot of that, that like guys physiologically guys skin doesn't start changing until they're in their early thirties. So all the way up until that point, they could think, you know, I've been blessed with the fountain of youth and I'm going to look like this forever. And so um, I do think then to like circle that all up. And, you know, what is interesting is like, again, like some of these communities, like the, some of the people that we've talked to in the gay community are like, this is the greatest thing ever, because even they're like, well, now I've got this fun product that, you know, the super fun, you guys are branding in a way that we really enjoy. And they still wanted products for guys. Like they were still having to go to that female aisle to get the thing that really worked for them. Whereas they still wanted a brand made for them as well. And so I think when you collect everyone into this whole discussion is that we've presented it in a lens that people resonate well with, which is health, it's wellness, it's sport, it's lifestyle, it's showing it in this cool, fun way. Um, and I think that's, that's played an instrumental role in getting anyone from someone who has great skin to terrible skin to adopt it. Um, whatever kind of, however you kind of fall into the, the category of what you identify as or whatnot is that you're seeing the characteristics of what a pretty boy is. And that's what we always talk about becoming a better person, inspirational, trying to aspire to be, you know, a, a healthier individual and stuff like that. And so that's, that's my take on it. And I don't know if you have anything else on that, Kev, but. No, I mean, I, I, th I think you nailed it. Um, I mean, a lot of it too, is just, I mean, Ben and I were very 
you know, intentional with like reaching out to our demographic too. And it is funny, just, I mean, both didn't grow up with skincare routines, but guys are just so uneducated about skincare too. So like actually finding out what they want from skincare and then being able to deliver like that product and that brand that they feel comfortable with. Um, I think that's been, you know, the biggest thing is why they don't want to get into it is because, you know, what we hear is I, I don't know what to do. Like you said, walking down the aisle says like, I'm overwhelmed. There's so many products. Like, where do I start? And then being able to kind of give that product to them that, you know, meets those requirements on simplicity, texture, quality. Um, you know, it's been awesome. And, you know, for all the time we put into building this product, getting good feedback on it has been just, you know, honestly, just a blessing. So, but I think I agree with everything Ben said. I know for like me personally, like I, you don't realize you have a problem until you have a problem or somebody tells you, or you don't even have, you don't even realize you have a problem until somebody presents you with a solution to that problem. And you're like, oh shit, like my skin is dry. You put this stuff on, you're like, this is how you're always supposed to feel. Yeah. Like, this is how your skin is just not, you're just supposed to feel this way. I didn't know that. So that's what, for me, that's what really initially spoke to me. It was like, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to have dry skin. Like I, I just assumed that that's what skin was. It just dry all the time. But again, let's go back and let's ask you the question of like, even, okay. The problem, which I mean, it, like, I know what the stuff you worked on, it's like, make the subtle comments. Oh, it's Nick, your skin's dry, whatever. Um, but what was it for you that aside from not knowing you had the problem is like, you see Sid doing all this stuff, because I think that's again, and that's where the fun of this name comes in is like, we're so happy that we entered this space at a time when all of that BS that I was referencing before is out the window. Like no one cares anymore. It's just like, you want to be a confident individual. You want to look good. You want to take care of yourself. So I'm curious on your side is like, so we're all pretty boys. Yeah, we're all pretty. Boys. <laughs> and Kevin was the inaugural and thank God. I mean, he was revolutionary in me kind of adopting any, any sense of style in, in any, whatever sense you want looking it through. But, um, I'm curious, Nick, like for you, like what, so was there anything that did you think skincare was just for girls? Like, did you have a connotation about what it was that then when you did see that problem and tried it, you go, okay, well, I can put that totally behind. Or was it just that you literally think I don't need it at all? Cause I, that's, what's always interesting to us when we talk to people It's like, why, what, what was your resisting moment? Yeah, no, that was a great, that's a great question. I think for me personally, like just growing up, uh, an athlete and like just your entire body takes a beating and like the last thing you focus on is like the skin aspect of it. And like, I've str- I struggled with acne. Like I know, I know freshman year, I, I had horrible acne, but it was all from like sports. It was all from yeah. like my chin strap or like, um, so I don't think there was ever like a negative image of it. I just think, I was under the impression like I'm not going to be able to keep up with this because I'm constantly my body and my skin is it's constantly taking a beating. Mm -hmm. So like why even try to like combat anything at this point? Interesting. But then when yeah, but when then when Kevin brought it to my attention, I or asked me to try it out and give him some feedback. I was like, yeah, sure. Like just because there was nothing negative really tied to it. Like, obviously, you when you think about skincare, you think about, you know. My 10 step. Yeah, her 10 step. <laughs> like, it takes her three hours to get he, ready for bed at night. He's or, asleep by the time I'm Yeah, I make no it joke. Bed. I actually asleep. <laughs> um, but you think about that and you're just like, I don't, to your point, Ben, like, I don't have the time for that. And if it's not necessarily something that's bothering me at this point, 
then why am I going to find a solution? But then when you get this solution presented to you mm-hmm. and you're like, shit, <laughs> like why, why have I been living my life this way? Like, and I think that's like one of the biggest things too. like one of the things we're trying to preach is like there is, you know, there is a solution out there, especially when we've gone to our dermatologist, you know, there, it doesn't have to be 10 steps. You know, obviously a lot of women like breaking that out, but even to you, Nick, like the products, like I, we got to remember what you told me too. Like when you tried Sydney's moisturizer, like you got a revival, like what was the deciding yeah. factor? Like what was the comment you made? All suffocating. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> I feel like I was being buried alive. <laughs> My moisturizer. My moisturizer. Well, yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, seriously, it's like one of the, I'm telling you, I remember the first day when all of a sudden, I think me and Kevin sat down and I was just like, weirdly enough, like, I think the texture is going to be the thing that we're going to have to hammer. Like, it's like, we have these awesome ingredients. We got this seal of acceptance from the National Eczema Society. We've, we've done all this stuff. The dermatologists love us. We beat out our competition in these blind reviews of things. And then all of a sudden it's like, all that stuff's really important. We can't ever stray from the quality behind this because that is what makes this a better product than other products that exist. But like, guys, we are simple. It feels good. Like you put it on, you're like, this mm, feels, feels good. good. It refreshes me. It feels cooling. Even if you, you know, as you go through it, whether you're seeing these massively impactful results or not, that just that connection to feeling better every day when you do something is like so awesome. And that's that was something for me that my skin got way better as I got older in life. The reason why I do this stuff now is it just makes me feel good. I see the the slight improvements, but it just makes me feel good. And yeah, all that stuff kind of paired together. It's it's cool to see guys be more comfortable with this across the spectrum. I mean, both Kevin and I used to have stints with like makeup that we were hiding at times to cover stuff up that was like super embarrassing. And now it's like, dude, none of this stuff matters. Like, I just want to feel my best. If I feel my best, I'm going to go out there and be the best that I can be and you all know how it feels when you've got that like weird sense. You're like, oh, like I don't feel as good today. I don't like that little spot on my face. Like whatever. It's just stupid stuff that throws a, a huge wrench in how you're feeling for that moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, Look it's good, feel good, play exactly. good. Deion Sanders, baby. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, affect how you are showing up in other aspects of your life, which is huge. I also thought about that fact that you guys can't wear makeup to cover things up if yeah. you're just having an off day. So you got to have, have. That, that root yeah, cause. Have. Kevin used to hide it under his bathroom sink. I used to steal my mom's. Like, uh, it, And it's also, I mean, trust me, because when you're a guy applying like concealer for the first time, you don't know how to do it. So you look stupid. Like people can tell. That you have it's to, just like a glob. <laughs> like, oh, wow, you, you have one different skin tone right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's good to see people change. Um, it's good to see everyone kind of embrace how this is going on, why it's going on and that this is a movement. And at the end, I mean, it's a random stat, but one stat that we love that we find is between, I forget what the age demographic is, but it's all of our ages. Let's just say 18 to 35 or 20 to 30, whatever that is. Um, the number one thing guys say that is most, the most important thing to guys who are in that age demographic about their appearance or about how they feel is that they feel healthy or that they look healthy. And so that's, that's where this is all going. Again, I think some people can look at cosmetics and one of the things we're trying to do different than the competition is not hammer home a bunch of promises to people about stuff that at the end of the day, like, yes, this can do that. That's what these ingredients can do. They've been studied to do that. There's research on this, but at the end of the day, it's like, this isn't, it's, it's not something that is meant to be a one cure all thing. It's just meant to start helping you become a healthier individual, take care of something that a lot of guys have just given absolutely zero effort to doing. And 
hopefully it all pays off. I think we're all aging relatively well on this call, it looks like, but hopefully it continues to pay off. I was going to say, this is a great little ad for Pretty Boy. Everyone's looking smooth and clean. <laughs> it's nice. That's what it is. Yeah, this technology it's nowadays. It's <laughs> got no one's the got the Zoom going. filter on or no one's lying. No filter. There you go. I, I know you guys did a lot of research in order to create this product. I think like two years of research. So I'm interested in what you found from the skincare industry or from talking to dermatologists, like some things that are scary or some things that we might not know about or just anything interesting that you found from that process. I mean, just me personally, even going back, like when I, so like I was diagnosed with eczema and like I, Ben and I, were still learning so much, like, but kind of getting started in this and our skincare journey, like we never really knew much about skincare. And when I got diagnosed with eczema, like it was a huge, like confidence hit for me just because I was getting these red breakouts all over my face. And, you know, you're in freshman year in college trying to make friends, meet girls, and nobody wants to talk to the guy with red rashes all over his face, you know? I can vouch and, for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where, you know, the makeup, 2012, high makeup under sink. Like, can you imagine that? Right? Rough, rough year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rough year. And that's when I kind of really got, you know, I guess the look behind the curtain on skincare and, you know, just the, I think for me, like the quality of ingredients, you know, we only try to use ingredients that have the most science backing. Like there's a lot of fluff in skincare that I didn't really know. I think we see this now, like guys are just, you know, I'll use this, I'll use this, I'll use this. But then, you know, when they look at supplements or when nutrition, they're very picky and you're like, well, dude, this is your face largest organ in your body. Like, that's why we're kind of putting, you know, in the sports medium, because guys understand that, like, it's about consistency. It's about using quality products for your later years. And that's something I didn't realize, like, early on is like, wow, like, everyone's marketing these great ingredients. I was like, I've never heard of that. And then so really, I think just like going back to the basics and, um, you know, using those ingredients that have the most science backing, like, that was just something that was kind of new to me, like when I first got into skincare. And agree with that is I think one thing, and this is like every industry now. And I think going back to what I said about from a communication standpoint, transparency and authenticity is like so massive now. Um, and I, I think that when you look at this industry, other industries is how many things have been created as an avenue for more people to enter the market. And not to say that everything is fake or everything is real or, or that again, I mean, you've got to do your own research on everything, but like a good example that comes up is like, are you familiar with the term greenwashing? Like trying to have a story about an environmental, you know, your environmental impact that you're, you're greenwashing your story. And there's, we could list off this litany of things that you're doing that, you know, don't align with that. And, you know, that same thing kind of comes in with like clean, like there, there is no regulated definition of clean in beauty by any regulatory agency a lot of the dermatologists that we consult with, like when they start digging into some of the topics that people use as clean are like, Hey, there's some, you know, some suspect stuff in here that you're saying this goes against directly goes against research that we have on certain things. And, you know, thankfully, as we say, I think it's on the brochure that we put is like clean washing is real. Um, we don't use any of those socially concerning ingredients that people do talk about. Uh, but we also don't take a stance and market against them because there's a lot of people that are very well respected in this community who don't agree with what the narrative is. And so what's kind of concerning is when you see 
people do go and get advice from, you know, just some online publications that are not necessarily like expert publications. They're just, you know, your classic magazine, website, whatever. Um, and then when you start really getting into this community, as we have, and talking to a lot of these cosmetic chemists, formulators, dermatologists, and then hearing their opinions on some of these topics. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing that came out of it is just like, you've got to always, no matter what you're doing, like whether it's skincare or anything else, like you've got to do your own research. You've got to understand exactly what you think and then find things that align with that and try to align with the experts as much as you can. I mean, Kevin and I are two medical sales guys, you know, at heart. And so for us, it was like, we put a lot of faith into finding really good people who were honest with us and who really told us like how to understand certain these components. Um, but to your point, it's like, there, there's a lot of, it's a very complex industry and it's very difficult to navigate what's true, what's not. And so you've just got to, you kind of find your way. And then one thing that we always say is less is more. And so the simpler you get with most things, it's usually going to have a positive impact. And so we found that to be the case. with. Um, with I like that you guys really put the intent behind it to really find those ingredients because there's a lot of things out there that are pumped with shit, literally. So literally, yeah, straight turn. Well, then we also, I mean, that's what we always say. We used to make a joke about it all the time, but it's like there's you read certain ingredients and it's like they they literally seem like they came from this like far off like fantasy land. They have this like really crazy name and it's like some form of like sea moss that's at the bottom of the ocean. It's like this all does sound good and I can understand how like I would buy into that, but then it's like, well, where is the data on that? And like if there's a of data on this ingredient that maybe it sounds a little more boring might even sound synthetic or like a chemical and that can always be off-putting to people it's like well no this has been studied and this is what it does and this is definitely why we should use it um so yeah there's a lot of intent put in that that was what took the vast majority of that art process i would say one thing that you guys are extremely good at, especially for a small, newer company, is marketing. Like, I was looking through all your stuff today, and I was like, damn, this is some high-quality shit, for lack of a better term, but this is good. Um, how did you step in? Because you're working with a bunch of athletes now. A lot of the people that I'm sure Nick knows are really cool. Like, Sam Hubbard was one of them. Like, a lot of cool names. Like, how did you work into that as a newer company for other companies that are looking to do similar marketing or anything like you guys have done like how did you get your foot in that door essentially i'm big into just like finding people either brands you love or you know other industries think people that have done things well and kind of mimic them and put your own spin to it now you really have to put your own authenticity and you know you have you need to do things differently you can't just copy but use those as inspiration um i mean ben and i aren't marketing guys by trade. So like, I, I would say like initially one, find brands that, you know, you really like and do things well and try to mimic those and put your own spin on it. Um, two, like, I mean, this, it, it's never been easier to not say, I don't want to say start a company because it's definitely not hard, but you, we just have access to so many different things and platforms to create content nowadays. Um, there's so much information out there. So just be a student and just go learn. I mean, Ben and I just were, we're flying by the seat of our pants, but it's, you know, we're learning every day. Um, and then as far as just like reaching out and trying to get people involved in it, like, I mean, fortunately just from background being at Ohio state, like I did play football with Sam Hubbard. So that's a huge connection, but Ben, I mean, Ben has brought so much to the table too, as far as connections, just like be willing to reach out to your network and then their network. And then it just keeps compounding. Like the, we've learned just being out here, the entrepreneurial community is just so willing to help each other because so many people have been in our situation. 
just never be afraid to ask for advice because you're going to get better every day. Like from where we started. And if you would have looked at like the earlier marketing, like um, thank God Ben can write because I can barely spell like with as far as like copy um, we've gotten so much better. So just also it's going to get better each day as long as you work at it. I was going to say, first thing you should do is get a D1 scholarship or get on a D1 team. And that helps a lot. Uh, <laughs> Writing that down. Yeah. So that, <laughs> jot that down. Um, and as usual, I mean, I think that's a very humble answer from Kevin. I mean, like for anyone listening and for you guys, I mean, Nick, you know, him. I mean, this is someone who from college days, like it's truly, truly impressive and inspirational. Someone like me who doesn't have that eye to watch. So like everything that you're talking about, Sid, like that's all Kevin. And that's like the way that his brain thinks, which is like, how do I take something this, like whatever this concept is and make it look this cool. And watch that go through the process. Now, again, connection wise, like we're very thankful that like Loftus, someone I've known since college, he introduced me to, I mean, that kid is an absolute freaking rock star with a camera. So, you know, when you have someone like Kevin, who can be like, okay, like, Hey, look at all these different clips. This is how I could see us doing this. And then you've got someone like Kyle who can come and put that video together. Um, it's, I don't want to diminish it. Like you asked is like, how did we do this is like, there is an inherent part of it that like, I, I, like I couldn't have done that. I, there's no way if I had all the information we had, the idea, everything. And then I was somehow tasked with delivering the visual component of this that we have, like it would have been a massive failure. And so to his point, leverage the network, there's tons of tools for anyone listening who wants to start something. You can go on Upwork, you can go on Fiverr, you can go to any of these platforms and find someone to do like 90% of the tasks you need to do. And we've relied heavily on them. Um, There is an inherent component of that, that that's a, it's a God-given talent and he has it. And for us to watch this continue to grow is like unbelievably cool to see. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the real answer, but thank you for giving your humble bullshit that you always, we all appreciate it. Um, shout out Kyle visuals too. Yeah. Shout out. Kyle visuals. Yeah. They're very good. If you're in LA or anywhere near yeah. there, highly recommend. Have <laughs> you, um, well, I, I'll just say this. I, I know for me personally, like, obviously people don't know me from a, fucking ham sandwich like people (laughs) i'm a nobody my fiance happens to be relatively well known just through the bachelor community and you know just making a name for herself here in cincinnati (laughs) but you know but uh um like the way kevin approached me people like to help people who are willing to help themselves and like he was so like humble about it it's not like Weeby, I got the I got the best thing for you. Like it's gonna change your life. He was like, "Hey, listen, I'm starting this thing with one of my buddies from college. Like, um, if I send it to you, could you just give us some feedback?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll absolutely." Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna come at some come at me and be like, you know, this is gonna change your life. It's gonna do this, 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 and this. I'm like, why don't you let me decide yeah. what it's gonna do for me? Yeah. Uh, but the way he was about it, I was just like. People are willing to help you if you're willing to help yourself. Well, that's, I mean, that's a perfect segue into something like, thank you guys, seriously. Um, When he brought us to you and like, yeah, I mean, trust me, I'm literally the last person who would ever be on screen with someone who was on The Bachelor. So like, this is in of itself probably a fun thing. Hey, dreams come true. Man, yeah. Um, Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, seriously, like to your point is... It's something we even like have had to say, like can be kind of embarrassing for us. Like when we have certain conversations, we're like, 
we know that we have so little to give you right now. Like this is like, this is all that we can give you in return for your help, your opinion, your feedback. When you guys made that video for us, like we know, and it's extremely, extremely humbling when people are friends or for me, like it's very humbling to now be talking to you guys who helped us out so much. Cause you don't know me, um, vice versa. Kevin's talked to people that I've connected us with that he doesn't know. And it's like, these people are willing to give their time, their effort, sometimes their money to help us do something. And it's, it's just something we're like unbelievably appreciative of and very, very acutely aware of at kind of all times. And like we always say to people is like, we do know that this is going, it's in the right direction. It's on an upward trend. And like when this thing does hit and it's successful in the way that we know it can be, like we'll never forget about the people who were willing to, you know, take a leap on us and, and show us like friendship, which is what that is. Is like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm like you said, I'm going to help you because you just, you want help and you're also doing it for yourself and for other people. And so we, I mean, it, it speaks volumes to just like how people are willing to do that. It's nice to see that nowadays. You don't, you always feel like that's not yeah. the case, but when you have that many examples of it, it's nice to just know that there are still good people out there. People still do want to help. And yeah. there doesn't have to be a reason. Yeah. Like it's just, it's exactly. just because you like the person, you care about them and you want to see them succeed. That's yeah. it. We're just two Ohio boys. Yeah. yeah. Just two kids from Cincinnati. Midwestern, Midwesterners. Um, I feel like people looking at you guys from the outside, this feels like the ideal situation, your best friends working together, creating this company that you have a lot of care for and all of that. But is there anything about the entrepreneurial life or getting this company off the ground that people might not see or you would give insight into that people might not know about, like starting your own business that you think could help other people wanting to do the same thing? I mean, I think for me, like kind of two things. I mean, yeah, you obviously Ben and I, best friends. I mean, the initial, I've said this before when we talk to people, like, it, I mean, it's a grind. It's hard. I mean, there's a, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So every day is a learning process. So I, I mean, initially I'd say find somebody to, to do it with because there is just so much work. Two heads are better than one. You know, I'm very thankful for Ben just you know, what he brings to the table, just strategically and visually, he likes to give me all the credit for visually, but he, he's, he can be, he's a visual person as well at times, but it's just, it is such a struggle and it just helps so much when, you know, you have another person there who is as loyal as he is to really just help you get, get through this day in and day out because it is such a grind. So, I mean, initially I'd say the first thing is try to find a partner that you can do this with um, doing it alone. Like I can't even imagine trying to do this, by myself and definitely wouldn't even be at this point. And then I think initially, and this is something that like I've not struggled with and thank God Ben corrals me and back to it. But like when we started this, like we both have a vision and wanting to start a company and wanting to do something. And like I said, I sometimes go off the rails and wanted to like find successful companies and do what they do. And early on, like they have the budget to do that. So it is good to sometimes mimic them, but when you're starting a company, you're doing it because you want to do it your way. At times, it's going to seem like this isn't the right answer and I have to get better at this personally, but you really do just have to trust your gut. Um, I do get caught in the trap of like, I mean, I just remember talking about it the other day, I'm trying to do something just similar, just exactly like another company is doing it. And then I we leave the conversation. I'm like, why, why would I even want to do it like that? Like, that's not why we started the company. We started to do it different, to be different. And it's something I try to work on and definitely need to get better at, but just trust your gut, trust your vision. That's why you're you're starting this by, you know, with a partner and trying to do something different. No, I, I agree. Think to add on more so than ever, you're not the smartest person in the room. And like neither of us really ever are, but you know, especially when you are starting a, a business, like 
every single person has something valuable to offer and listen to people. Um, it's very easy to get trapped into. So there's, there's gotta be this like perfect balance between we are the ones who started this and this is our vision. And we know that's going to be successful because that's what happens when people start companies is they do have a vision that they see that other people don't. That's why they're starting that idea. That being said, there also has to be a balance, which is like, you are selling to other people. You are creating something for other people. And if you are not listening to what they want, if you are not delivering on what they're telling you is wrong, if you're not changing things, um, you know, there's going to be an imbalance. I think that even alludes to some of what Kevin just said, which is like, we've had to work on that and find that healthy balance. Um, and then again, it's like, it's brick by brick. Um, in that same thing he just said, it's like everything we've sold right now, every, every single bottle, every note that we've sent out to every customer is a constant reflection that it's, it's the small things that are driving this. All the stuff you see on social media, all of that, it's that's what's getting us this exposure, the awareness, making people look at us and go, wow, like this is this is real. This is good. They know what they're doing. This looks freaking sweet. It's something I can reflect with, identify with. But then those people who do actually, you know, purchase it, those are the people you look at and go, what why did you? Like, what is it that made you trust us? What are you dealing with in your life? Like, know those first 10 customers, know the next 100, know the next 500, like you know, some, one of our friends or my neighbor who actually started a textile business the other week was like, you should know every single of those first thousand customers by name, no questions asked. And you should know every single thing that they care about. And so to anyone considering that's where Kevin said, like our balance plays perfectly is like, thank God he, you know, is constantly looking outer space for the next idea, but it's nice to sometimes we got to corral ourselves back in and be like, these are the people getting us to space. Like these people right now, we've got to nail what they need, what they want, speak to them the way they want to be spoken to and find that because those are the people driving this whole ship right now. And, you know, once we get to that other point, then it's really cool to see all those ideas come to fruition, but take each day. If you're thinking of starting something, take each day, get one step further the next day, understand your customer, understand what they need and want, deliver on it, thank them, treat them well, reach out to people in your network and you'll get there. It's possible. I like it. I think that's all the questions I really had for you guys. That was awesome. Um, so thank you. I'm going to wrap with some final questions unless you want to add anything or ask. I have a question for you. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, a big thing for Ben and I is just, you know, obviously we're living such like a social media world and, you know, Ben and I have had to get comfortable, more comfortable, like, Hey, we are the founders, like putting ourselves on camera. I know like initially we weren't wanting to do that and like be those people that are getting on camera, but just, I guess, early on said, like when you got on the bachelor, like how did you start to feel comfortable, like being in front of the cameras and I guess, you know, just, I guess make that part of like who you are, but also continue to show that authenticity. Yeah. Um, it's a fine yeah. dance and it's, it takes just a lot of practice. I think it's, I remember getting off the show and having to do like my first ad, I probably filmed it for three, four hours. It was like a 30 second video because I was like, no, that's not right. No, I sound weird or like trying to put on a voice or trying to do all these things and trying to figure it out. So again, I just with what you guys are talking about with the business, I think it's like brick by brick and like learning as you go and not being afraid to look dumb. I think with this new age or new swing of uh, social media now with TikTok, everything's a little bit more or a little less nuanced, a little bit more real. So it's a good space to just do that. Like, don't be afraid to open your phone and talk to your audience because that's what connects people. 
to brands mm-hmm. like you guys having this conversation like this. Like I always buy things more from doing podcast or listening to podcasts or just hearing more about the actual brand and who's behind because you can feel that connection. You can trust it better because it's not like you're throwing all these marketing thing, marketing things at me. Like I'm getting to see like why you guys wanted to make this, why you care about this, like what it took for you to get to this point. Like I'm going to attach myself much more to that than I am from just seeing a really cool commercial on TV or something. So I think, yeah, just not being afraid to share all of the behind the scenes like you already are, but even more like on social media or on in different avenues of that, because the more connection that we all can have, I think the better. And there's so many things that we see all the time, but you just, that simplified conversation or just stories, I think that goes a long way always. So yeah, just oh, keep that um, I just have, I think two final questions for both of you. So to wrap mm-hmm. us up first one with pretty boy, what do you guys want to be known for or remembered by? I mean, like Ben said, this, you know, we've always looked at this as kind of, the Trojan horse. And like, obviously we took this name on, you know, what used to be derogatory name and is now kind of the feel for our brand, like the modern day pretty boy. I think like both of us, like we've changed so much and have been able to become more comfortable with who we are. You know, I think if we can be known as that brand that just kind of instills confidence in each person of, you know, you're great for just who you are. You don't need to be anybody else. I think that's like, Ultimately, our goal is just when people attach themselves to their brand or to our brand, every time they're using Pretty Boy, it's, you know, they're feeling like they're the best versions of themselves. They're not having to worry about trying to prove somebody or, you know, I guess like become somebody else. It's they're just trying to create the best version of them. I like it. Wasn't your high school coach that called you Pretty Boy? How this all started? Yeah. Is uh, it your high school? Yeah. We had a, I don't know if you played for him, but yeah, that's kind of where it started from. I like, and so did Nick, rocking the visor, the sleeve, the towel, you know, Listen, like looking good, look good, feel good, play good. He always no, talks about like, he was like a fashion influencer at Mason High School. Like he influenced uh, everyone's clothing. What? <laughs> no, you just say like, I started this. <laughs> oh, she, I know what she's talking about. Uh, homecoming. Yeah, he just says like, I started this trend or I did this. Remember homecoming when uh, we went to homecoming? But we went to uh, Goodwill and you had to buy everything for your homecoming outfit at Goodwill. And uh, then yeah. like every class yeah, yeah. after us started doing that. And I, yeah. I loved it. I wore a woman's pink suit that was like came to <laughs> didn't even fit me. Didn't even fit me. Uh, um, last question. Uh, what would be one last leaving thought or piece of advice? It could be both of you or together. Anything you got? I mean, I answer the last question. I would love to hear Ben's comment too on the last question, if you don't mind. And then, oh yeah, um, oh yeah. I mean, I think my answer to the last question is, and it's it's kind of a continuation of what Kevin said. Um, a little shorter, I guess. It's just like I. I, we both love making people feel good. Um, like it's just like the best feeling when you can do something for someone else that just makes them happy and makes their day go a little bit better. I think to be part of a company or to start a company that can enact that on a large scale, both with the emotional, like internal feeling good, uh, the aesthetic, the perception of how you look physically feeling good. And then again, like so much for us, it's health and wellness. And when we can live out some of our other ideas around actually optimizing your health and what you can be doing each day, like, I just think that's, that's great. Um, so that, I think that's the answer I have for that. Um, last piece of wisdom. I mean, I, and again, going back to the chill pill thing, like as Kevin knows, like I definitely can be a high strung individual and I definitely, you know, more so than 
people, a lot of people probably know, and it's something I grew into very well here in Los Angeles is dealing with your own insecurities, dealing with things of self-doubt. Um, it's something I feel very strongly about now and have worked on. And so I think like every single time, like if there's one thing that I've learned from this and thank God he was the one to kind of push us to do this at that beginning is like, whatever the hell you want to do, just fucking do it. Like we don't have that much time here. I know that sounds morbid, but it's true. And it's something as I get older, I think about, which is like, make the most that you can of this. It doesn't mean that you have to start a company. Like that's one thing we talk about with our friends is like, you know, certain people are cut out for this. Others, maybe not. But like, if there's anything you're thinking of doing, if you want to be a travel blogger, if you want to start a podcast, if you just want to get good at gardening or whatever the hell it is, like just do something and don't doubt your ability to do it because every single person and not in the crazy, like David Goggins way for who knows him, like, like not saying every person has to be running ultra marathons, but we are, we are capable of doing so much more than we think we are on a given basis. And if you sit there and tell yourself you can't do it, then you sure as hell are not going to, but if you start to change that mindset. Um, so I work a lot on mindset and stuff like that. And so it's something that's gotten me to this point. That's, I would say that's that's one piece of advice if I could pass it on to anyone's like if I could figure this out and find someone to do it with me like I know for a fact a lot of other people can based on places I've been before mentally and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think just on top of that, it's funny. You know, we say we're we're different, but also very similar. Like I just wrote down, just I mean, it's cliche, but just do what you love. I I grew up just thinking like, oh, I just wanted to make a bunch of money, and you know, I do whatever just to do that. And then I realized that we both got in, you know, pretty solid jobs and medical sales. And I was like, I hate this. I hate doing this. And you'll be able to find, you know, you'll be able to make money if you actually love doing something. You're never going to be able to give your best effort if you actually hate what you're doing or don't fully enjoy it. Just find out, find something you love and go do it. On that, I would love to know your answer to that, Sid, because what Kevin just said, and Nick, so if you guys want to go first, but a journal entry I just had the other night was what does money represent to you? And the fact that Kevin has kind of changed what he said there I would love to know like what you guys, what your answer is just for advice you have for your listeners, Sid and Nick, with anything you're doing, but that concept of what money represents. And to me, it's freedom. Like to me, it's, I just want to be free at, at as soon as I can in my life, I want to be free to spend time with my family, my friends and impacting people who like I can help and not have rely on something else, someone else. But so the question is, what does money mean to you? Yeah, it was what what does money represent to you? And I think I've had a changing definition of that in the same way Kevin has. I think my definition's always been security, but I'm working towards it to be freedom. I think because of how I grew up and money being around, but then sometimes would go away and sometimes would come back. It always felt like when it was around I was secure, I was good. Everything was kind of running how I wanted it. And that felt good. So what I've always wanted was that feeling of security, like not worrying about it so I can focus on other things, but I'm working towards it representing freedom for me. So like, like you said, like being time with your family, time to do things that you like and not having to do things just for money, doing things that you really enjoy. Um, but it's, it's taking like me reworking what it is in my mind a little bit to take it from that feeling of just security to even bigger to freedom. Yeah. About you. We literally just had this conversation like, what was that Sunday when we were talking about that? Like our oh, different yeah. upbringings. Yeah, yeah, we And did. like Kevin knows, I mean, my my family, just like Kevin's family has not struggled. Like we, we've, well, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what Kevin and his family has gone through. I know he grew up yeah. in Mason like me and we've, we've been very well off and we've not had to struggle with money. Um, so like how I viewed money how I think that I'll view money when I have children of my own and like how my parents, 
you know, kind of that was never a worry for us, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were talking about earlier uh, this week. Um, But for me, I think money means happiness and not in the sense that you'd think that it would mean. So to me, I just want to have enough money to where mentally, like I feel secure. So I guess it's a, it's a lot of things for me. It's security, mm-hmm. but the happiness piece is not because I have so much money. It's just enough yeah. for me to be happy. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. enough for me to not have to worry about it. So instead of worrying about money, I can worry about finding other ways to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's to your point. It's crazy. And, and I think when you do see all the different situations people go through with money, and that's where I think did guide to me, because similar to you, it sounds like Sid, like, had money at certain points. My dad got sick. We had a lot of medical bills. Like all of a sudden it's like, oh, we definitely don't have what we had. And it's very interesting to see how that goes down. But that's where I started really looking at this. I was like, man, like I've, I've lost such an interest in material things. Like I really, there's just like not stuff I'd like to, I love spending my money on experiences. I love, Kevin knows to a fault, like at least years ago, I mean, bar tabs were like such an issue for me because I just like, like doing things for our friends. Like we both play that it's like oh you don't want to go to this concert well like here i happen to have enough money right now like i'd love for you to be with me and that's why i'm not in probably the best financial situation right now given that. but it does it, it's i'm glad you guys had that conversation it's interesting because it's as as i get older i realize it's about way different things than i ever thought it was going to be and i just i want to have this to us is giving us the freedom to take care of our families hopefully to spend time with people that matter most to us help people who are in less fortunate situations and yeah. yeah, I think someone also brought up on a podcast I did recently. It was like her idea of success might look differently from what mine is and getting clear on what that is because you could be aiming for this vision of what success looks like on in the media of like having a private jet and being a celebrity and doing all that. But your version of success might be like you have a really nice garden in your backyard yeah. and you can travel to the uh, park on the weekends. Like that might be success for you. So just like yeah. redefining it yeah. for yourself so then it's not like necessarily as daunting. Yeah. I love it. Um, where can everyone find you guys, Pretty Boy? Um, social media, buy the product, all that good stuff. I mean, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at yo.prettyboy. And then you can find us online at yoprettyboy.com. I love it. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you guys again for doing this. It's always fun. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I know. This is awesome. We yeah. Can anytime. Do this again for sure. Yeah. Anytime you guys yeah. have like more going on, even another product coming out, come yeah. back and we'll just chat more. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Um, Have a great rest of your, your day. Yeah. <laughs> or night. Or night. Or whatever day, time oh, it is. Yeah. Sorry for keeping you up so late. Oh, That's yeah. all right. It's worth it. I'm juiced right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are hyped up on inspiration. We're good to go. I'm going to go run around the yard. We appreciate it, guys. We'll talk <laughs> all soon. right. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.